When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The Avs take down the Detroit Red Wings in what ends up being dominating fashion. Megan, Rudo, AJ, all coming to you live here after the game. Uh, end result, I think you have to feel pretty, pretty good about for Colorado and this whole road trip. You obviously cannot do any better. Avs get eight out of eight points, so... A plus and then some. Are, are we drifting into the S tier at this point for this road trip, perhaps? Uh, for tonight, 60-second rundown. Let me uh, let me hit you with it here. First period by far the worst period of the game for Colorado. It was just sloppy, messy. Detroit really got the better of them for most of the period. But the Avs scored first. Devon Taves just throwing one from the blue line and Billy Huso doing bad goalie things. Uh, yeah, that's how life happens. Sometimes the Evs do give that goal back pretty quickly the other way to Detroit, but that would be the only goal they would score. They come out second and third periods Avs simply just the better hockey team was not particularly close. And you got it from the guys you would expect to get it from Nathan McKinnon gets the Avs the lead. You get Bowen Byram scoring on the power play with assists from McCarr and McKinnon in the second goal of the second period. Third period, credit to the Avs, penalty kill, perfect tonight, and then some, they get the shorty, Lars Eller with a, a great play that I'm sure we'll talk about. And of course, padding the stats, Miko gets his 46th goal of the season, because the Avs could afford to do that in a what ended up being a pretty chill third period for Colorado in the 5-1 win. Not bad. Got there. Got there. Uh, the one thing I did miss and did want to bring up, uh, Alexander Georgiev, not getting our king of the game tonight, but great just great play from him all the way around, right? Certainly in the first period, kept the Avs in this game and allowed them to get to where they needed to go. Uh, we talked about it a little bit in the pregame. You'd like to see that that push to the playoffs show up in the goaltending. He's been really good already this year. Technically not a shutout, but could you ask any more of that guy today? No, especially with three penalty kills that remain perfect. He was largely True. a part of it. Yeah, he was their best PKer tonight. Even... I mean, you know, Lars Arrow scored a shorty, but on the oh. defensive side. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely Georgiev. Uh, so do want to make sure we give him credit because he was excellent today keeping the abs where they needed to, needed to be. Every single abs player in the top six gets a point tonight. You get a little bit of it spread out. You got what I thought was a really good game out of Evan Rodriguez. You even get Maul get involved. Is, is this A1 hockey? I, I get the first period wasn't great, but second and third period, is this as good as the Avs can play? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think they, they got more. I think they were like their best game in this road trip was in Toronto. Sure. Um, I thought that was the best that they played just as a team overall. But when you're playing against a worse opponent, if you play pretty close to that level, there's a pretty good chance you're going to body them. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, after the first period, the the way that they kind of put them, you know, they, they just kept steadily building in the second. And then the third period, they just put them down. I mean, it's, yeah. 
you kill a penalty early in the third period. You score twice and, you know, one shorthand and then one immediately after you get back. And it's not a game anymore. You go from, hey, this could be 3-2 if your PK doesn't do its job. And three minutes later, it's 5-1. So uh, as close to as good as you could expect. But, you know, I think the ceiling is still always more. There's always more. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, it, it, a lot of a lot of different angles to take at this. I want to get the negatives out of the way so we can get with all the positives for the majority of the show. Uh, really, only three mm. things that are on my mind here, and I don't even know if one of them is a real thing. Uh, first of all, Kale McCarr did not play the last eleven minutes of the third period. He looked fine on his last shift, was skating around fine. He also stayed on the bench. He was out there. He gave Georgiev a high five. So it doesn't seem like it's anything serious. <laughs> we'll see. But you never know. This is not the season of trust. <laughs> <laughs> what what did it appear to be related to? I, I genuinely don't know. Um, he Someone on Twitter was saying it was like his knee, but... On his last shift, he was skating just fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, just not sure. If there's going to be a problem, it's still to be determined. Tummy so. ache. <laughs> the score is 5-1, and we don't yeah. want you to get hurt. All that all that eating yeah. greedy against a shitty Detroit team. <laughs> it's a little too full, maybe. Yeah, he ate too fast. <laughs> he ate too fast. That's ass- really adorable. Three assists in like 30 minutes yeah. or whatever. That's all it was. The tum-tum caught up with them. <laughs> too fast they uh they showed that graphic of him versus mo cider that was like i better cool it that was messed (laughs) up man better chill for a little messed up (laughs) um the other negatives and these are not major you don't take this the wrong way don't like i the Avs played great they won the game i'm not worried about it would really like to see andrew cagliano stop taking bad penalties late (laughs) in hockey games yeah, it's it, I, I keep wanting to give him the benefit of the doubt as a veteran, as a guy who's been around for so long, but he just keeps doing it. You know, the Evs go on and score a shorty at the end of the game. So it doesn't matter. But you st- especially the way he does it in this game, right? It's 200 feet from his own net, just unnecessarily trips a guy. Like early in a third period of a two goal game, yeah. where you're like, "Look, this is this is where you build a comeback." Just make a smarter decision. Yeah, it's all it's all I'm asking for out of him. Uh, the other thing, and this one, I think by the end of the game, you probably felt better about it. Certainly in the offensive zone, the Gerard Bow pairing struggled defensively quite a bit throughout this game. Um. I'm willing to chalk it up to just a little bit of lack of chemistry or, or being a bit off with their passes, but we're in that time of the season where those small things on defense, you got to tighten those screws. Those things got to be cleaned up. Yeah. And for me, I'm just chalking this up too. It was just a day. We just don't have your A game all the time. It's true. They've been so good on the road trip. Like the defense especially has been so good on the road trip that, I just don't think they were very good today. And their biggest problems were in the first period. And they paid one price for it. Yep. And they were fine from there. I just, I'm good. I mean, if your second pairing is going to have an off day, you're going to win 5-1. 
Right. It's a good day to not play your best, for sure. It's all good. It's important to talk about those gaffes, too. But I think even in this road trip, we've seen players sort of neutralize some of the problems, like McKinnon and some defensive lapses he's had with goal scoring. And so both sort of neutralizes that also tonight. And similarly, Andrew Cagliano, his role on the penalty kill and his inability to get hurt, apparently. Like, I don't know what he is actually made of, but I'm just relieved that he is always able to bounce back even after blocking shots and sacrificing the body the way that he does. My literal reaction today was, I don't know if it was a block shot or he got hit or something. He goes down and he's slow to get up and then the camera cuts to him. It's like, oh, it's Cagliano. He'll be fine. Yeah. You're good. You see the body go down and you're like, no. And then you see it's 11 and you're like, like, we're good. (laughs) He can handle it. He's a tough guy. Uh, so again, not seriously concerned about certainly the the two things related to hockey. If Kale's injured, that's a big problem. That one's but bad. We just don't have any details there. Yeah, and at this point, I mean, it's purely speculative. Yep. So again, it, it's not. There's no practice tomorrow, so it's not like we can. You know, yeah. this is a Monday morning. We'll let you know on Monday. Morning skate. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh. Anyway, two very minor hockey things. Yes, the first period as a whole, I think you could be, you know, the Avs were pretty sloppy at times. They allowed Detroit to control play quite a bit. Yeah. You want better there, but then they gave you better in the next two periods. So you go, okay, good. The Avs figured it out. They played the hockey they needed to play. Sometimes life is that easy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about the Taves goals as much as we need to. Billy Huso just does not play it well. He doesn't. He doesn't see it. I mean, yep. he's just drifting to his left, and that puck is on his right. Yeah, and <laughs> and it's not like it takes a crazy change of direction. He just doesn't pick that puck up. And you know, I, I thought it was weird he got pulled when he did, because you look at the two that he gives up in the third period, and you're like, you're playing the goalie for that. Yeah, there was a like weird, a, weird timing. A two, sure. a two on one, a shorthanded two on one where he, bless you, where Thank the you. the rebound beats him with a pretty good shot, and then the great passing play with Miko Ranton in on the back. They're like, what are you doing? It's I. I actually looked at their schedule, to, wondering if they had a game tomorrow to see if it was. It's not, by the way, but I, okay. I didn't quite understand why that was the timing for pulling Huso, uh, but. It's so odd. I would have understood it a lot more if they did it after the 4-1 goal. Because then it makes more sense as a, hey, you're sending a message to this team. They just gave up a shorthanded goal. They're not playing. It's kind of a sacrificial sending of a message of like a, we're not pulling him because we think he's playing poorly, but we're pulling him because we're saying we're not giving up on this hockey game. Right. But at 5-1. Game was done anyway, right? Like What what was it, like 13 minutes left? Something like that? Yeah. Game was over. You're done. <laughs> it, so definitely a bit of a weird decision there. The one goal the Avs do give up, it was that G-Bo pairing. Both of them make errors on the play. Bo in the neutral zone. G with the puck ultimately behind his own net and then the coverage after the turnover. Yeah, it was weird. You don't often see Gerard pull the stick back and not have it be involved. Yeah. And instead, he kind of actively takes it yeah, out of Yeah, takes the play. it out of it. Yeah. And, and is tr- it's almost like he's like... I'm not gonna be the. I'm not. I'm not deflecting this into my own net on accident, kind of thing. And if and he's gonna beat my goalie, he's just gonna beat him. So I'm giving. I'm giving Georgiev a di- different, di- a different approach, especially when you remember that two days ago, 
everybody was selling out full sail to block to, every to shot they him. could because yeah. it was Johansson in net, and they yeah. clearly didn't trust him. And just that different approach, I thought, was a small thing that I found interesting. It's a similar goal against to the first goals allowed in the last two games, in my opinion, too, just in terms of this puck rims around the board. And I think even McKinnon has a chance to step into that skater, Suter, who originally gets it to Larkin back At least engage in a battle. Right, engage and sort of hesitates or even retreats, I think because he sees that it's about to become a shooting lane. But it's interesting because it does feel like it, all goals are probably to some degree avoidable, but <laughs> avoidable. And the, the way that I think they respond to that too is in that second period. So I'm not coming down to critically over this goal against. It just is kind of similar to how they've let goals happen the last couple games in the first period. Sure. And, and again, it, the clock is ticking on ironing some of those issues out. So you do want to see, hey, Let's stop making the same mistake twice if you're Colorado. Yeah, and I they, really they like did. the response. They, they, I, well, exactly, exactly. In-game adjustments like that, seeing it take place in real time is very encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, we're talking about, like, oh, first period's not great. They finished with this this game at 5v5, like 13 scoring chances. Like, <laughs> right. keep Detroit's quality. Just it's just not that good. Yeah. It's, it's like you, they have... A couple of mini breakaways that you're like, you really don't love that. Like you don't, you want to clean that up, but that was it. That was one where had a goal gotten scored on every one of those. You're talking about literally every mistake that you made in this game gets punished. And, your yeah. uh, give just was better than that. And it's true. You know, reg- <laughs> regardless of, whatever you feel about who's at fault here and what's at there. Is it a great shot? What's your gift doing? You give up one goal. <laughs> and and in what ends up being a blowout of a game yeah, on a, on a, yeah. against a team that has to score to win. Yep. Like they don't win two one hockey games. Yep. But your give gives that one up. It's a great shot. Nobody's pressed about it. And then just shuts it down from there. Just like what we saw in Toronto gives up the early goal early in the game. That was the last thing that beat him. Locks in, yeah. Last two games of this road trip, Georgiev gave up one goal early in the first period, and that was it. I mean, two goals in two games? Pretty good. Pretty good. To quote Megan, Georgiev, please. (laughs) Georgiev, please. (laughs) It's got to be a shirt. It's got to be. He's just been been so good. He... I've written in the in the sixty people that read studs and duds every time I write it, know that I've been writing about Georgiev has been playing, I in my opinion, really really well overall, and has deserved better from the team in front of him because he's been hung out to dry on some in some tough spots. He's taken some losses. He's had some like nine hundred save percentage games where he played really well, um, and just didn't didn't get better from the team in front of him. The team just gave him better, and his level just didn't drop. The recipe for success yeah, right there. Just, just just never dropped. And you look at the you look at the goals that got scored in the Montreal game, and at no point was that game competitive. And you just you just say you don't care. Especially with the two first ones, which are weird. The, the first one's a double doinker, a puck that's just floating through the air, hitting shit and goes into the net. <laughs> and uh, the second one is another weird bounce that just leads right to a goal. And you're just like, okay, you can you can live with whatever happened in those. That it was just your give on this road trip was just the man. He was the man. And 
the one game where he wasn't spectacular, he didn't need to be because they scored eight goals. He was the game was well out of hand when he gave up two of those goals. So not worried about it. I, yeah, I almost felt too. It was sort of intentional from eh, not intentional, but like this conservative place of well, this game has already dominantly shifted in the Avs' favor. Yeah, I think he might have rested on his laurels a little bit. If there's a time to do it, that's it, right? Yeah, so. if you're going to have a mental lapse in a game where you just kind of take a break, sure. Pick the eight-goal game. I'm good <laughs> with that. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Hopefully the abs go by Georgiev some after the performance tonight. If you're looking for some, you can get it down here at the bar, eight different kinds on tap, or you can find it at your local liquor store anywhere in the U.S. Use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com to get your beers today. You know me, I'm always a fan of the Avalanche Amber, the only like actual good amber on the market now. So those fat tires are getting, uh, getting hard. It would have been find. a lot funnier had you like had an ex who was named Amber and you had just <laughs> broken up and like. <laughs> the only one on the market. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the only Amber you should ever care about. <laughs> that, that would be a little, a little bit sad at that point. Yeah, this amber won't break your heart. Breck Brew will stay true, all right? Breck Brew will stay true. Uh, also brought to you by Illegal You know what you're Pete's. getting every day. It's true. Uh, go check out Illegal Pete's. There's a location just a couple of blocks down from the DNVR bar. Uh, don't tell the bar people, but we will occasionally sneak out and get Illegal Pete's instead of bar food sometimes. Not that the bar food isn't great. It's just that we eat it all the time, and sometimes you need to change. Illegal Pete's the way to go. There's 10 different locations here in Colorado. They have happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. For all of March, if you order, uh, ooh, is it vodka? I think it's, I want to say, yeah, it's anytime you get vodka at uh, a vodka drink at Illegal Pete's, they will donate some of the proceeds to uh, Colorado Children's Foundation. So go get yourself a happy hour drink and help out the kids with Illegal Pete's. It works for everybody, all right? Uh, jump on it. Obviously, we love their burritos. Those are delicious, too. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Megan, I know you said, you know, all goals are avoidable to some extent. I don't know what you do to stop Nathan McKinnon when he gets the puck at full speed in the middle of the ice. <laughs> I don't know if I was a hockey player. I would just immediately leave the ice. <laughs> just skate to the bench. Yeah. Like, oh. I'm not getting this minus. <laughs> I love the mic'd up moments too when he is the skater and there's this reaction of, oh God. Here it comes. <laughs> Here he goes. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and look, credit to Kale McCarr for the pass and, Great and, stretch pass. and Dennis Mulligan as well for controlling it, giving McKinnon the lane mm. and then dropping him the puck. I, all three aspects of that play are I so high level. Like the the stretch pass from Kale, there's three guys in the NHL that are making that pass. Like it's that that is McCarr, Adam Fox, and Quinn Hughes. End of list. You yep. know, nobody else is doing that. Sorry, Hayes get in. Um and the play from Dennis Mulgan, like it doesn't look like a lot, but he has his back to where he wants to be going with the puck. Yeah. And that's an unnatural feeling. So you want to be turning around, you want to be heading the other direction. For him to get that puck and to see what's going on and to pick it all up, figure it all out, and be like, oh, and then to make the right play to him. Because you'll see that that play, it's really easy to mess that up. 
the timing of it has to be great. And it was perfect. It's a perfect play by Mulligan. And then Nathan McKinnon just better than everybody else. <laughs> who literally skates through three players and then beats a goaltender. Pretty good. So of the there's only one Red Wing on the ice who was like, wow, what happened to you guys? <laughs> uh, beyond that, McKinnon with a three-point night tonight to put him up to 88 points. I'm not saying it gets 100. I'm just saying it's getting easier and easier for him to get there. Put it that way. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you need to be a point per game over the last 15 and you have a three-point game. You yeah. now need less than a point per game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> be great for him to smash it, get to like 107. We never talk about this again. Right. Just be done with it. Yeah. I'd be okay with that, honestly. Uh, you continue to go through it here, and I don't know if I'd call it a key to the game, but certainly... It was special teams that put this game out of reach. We'll get to the Eller goal in a minute, but the Avs make it 3-1 later in the second period because the power play is able to convert. Again. Again. I mean, we just keep talking. We've talked a bunch about the power play and like, oh, the power play could do a little more of this. But it keeps clipping along. And it scores every game. (laughs) And you're just like, well, fair it's an, an unnatural situation in ways too from what they probably ordinarily practice for sure, with a for sure is. not just that but you have Bo on the half wall which is what ends up getting you the goal it's it's just not a not only do they never practice it it's not even the normal guys you have together on your power play unit yeah. right yeah. so cuz one of them's in the box <laughs> it's true no argument miko maybe don't tackle dudes Worked out okay for the Avs in the yeah, game, I guess. That was, weird. that was that weird optics call where you were like, did he really commit a penalty or did Cider just go down I, funny? I, I don't mind the call on Miko there, for the record. No, I mean, yeah, I don't hate it. It just felt like everybody was cool with it until he went down really hard and then it looked like he was hurt. And then everybody was like, I think I think I've hammered this home before, but does Bo have the best one-timer on the Avs defense? Yeah. One timer specifically. Yeah. I know Kale's got a better wrister. Yeah. Um, sure. Sure. Sure does. <laughs> okay. All right. He might have more one timer goals in his career than Kale does at this Honestly. point. Honestly. Just because McCarr doesn't do that. <laughs> it's not his, his specialty for sure. I is is there a world where the Avs consider running two D on PP one? McCarr and Bo? Who comes off? I mean, I, it's probably easier now because now you're talking about, hey, you right. could you could pull a JT off of that or something. There goes your face off. You guy. need something to win. I get that, but so you lost the face off. Well, he they lose the face off and reset half the time anyway. Yeah, so. and then the other time, the other half they win, but that's the appeal of JT. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're definitely not pulling one of Mac or Miko off, right? So it'd have to be Nuke, I guess. And he he feels such a net front role that it, it'd be an interesting swap. It'd there is a, a world look, where I sure. think they could do that if there was a reason to pull someone else off. If you're fine with losing the face-off or you just roll with Mac and you don't care about what Comfort does. And you win 30% yeah. of the face-off. <laughs> like, you're, yeah. cool, you're cool there. Like That's the obvious one because if you take Nuke off, I think you lose the you, puck retrieval, yeah, you lose the net for presence, you lose the... He scores more goals off... Like random things hitting him, and he goes <laughs> shooting anyway. 
All right, Nachushkin face off boot camp. Let's go. You got Just teach him to teach him the Miko method. Just push that guy. Large. Yeah. Just large. As soon as as soon as you're allowed, just immediately just don't go for the puck. Just push that guy over and then chase wherever the puck goes. I see the vision now. All right. Look, this is why they have to hire us, okay? Just imagine that in a 3 on 3 overtime setting where he's just the guy goes to actually like win it to a teammate, and he just pushes him over. And he's fast, so he just goes and chases I, down I, the puck. And the you're thing like, is, okay. like, I can totally see this too. You know how like when players jump on the ice to take a face off, and they'll go back and they'll be like, "Strong, whatever." Yeah, one hundred percent could see Val going large, large. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I want it to be a thing so bad now. Uh, I mean, Miko does it like semi-regularly. He just rolls over people. It's great. I don't think he yells to his teammates large before he does it. but Only he has to. <laughs> they just know. Yeah. They just know. When the chaotic little brother decides to get out there and be the center of attention, they know what's coming. Absolute chaos. Is that what's coming? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just starts pushing guys down, taking pucks, spinning around, dangling fools. You know, the usual. Just Miko things. Just Miko but, things. And again, you, like, you saw the stepping stones of this game about how the Avs, while it was still a hockey game, they just got better and better as the game went on. It was a consistent, I'm, I'm doing it like this. It was more like a perfect angle up as they improved as they needed to throughout the game. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you cannot feel really, really good about this hockey team, given the four games that they just played. Yeah. I mean, I was at like a four at the start of this road trip. Sure. Because they had beaten some bad teams, but even those were struggles, you at know, times, the, yeah. you know, the Arizona domination didn't feel like it. Cause you go into overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> stupid coyotes. Um, <laughs> Wiley Coyotes. <laughs> uh. But but then you do like you get into the, you know, you're the Montreal, you blow out Montreal and you're like, hey, that was fun. But here's the real test. Those two games in the middle were such keys. And the Toronto game, I thought that was a game uh, that that was such an encouraging win because they the intensity was there. In game, um, it was the the the, the detail oriented nature of the game, the way that it the way that it played out. I mean, it's just such an impressive hockey game from both teams. I thought both teams played a great hockey game. One of them had to win; the other just 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 a little bit better. Uh, but then you know you drop a five spot in Ottawa the next night and five more in Detroit. Like you got hot. Your best players. You know, there were people talking about uh, Georgiev is king of the road trip, but like <laughs> Makar, McKinnon, and Rantanen all, all showed off. out this yeah. entire road trip. They were all awesome. Eller Golson back to back games. <laughs> yeah, true, true yeah. story. Like you talk about depth goal, Evan Rodriguez. You can easily feel like Evan Rodriguez the, the back half of the road trip back on back on track better. a little bit, right? And you're feeling a lot better about his game. Dennis Mulgan on a second line for you has been fine. Alan Chushkin got in on it a little bit. JT Comfort got a couple of points on the road trip. Like yeah. all of your all of your big guys did things. 
You know, Byram scored a bundle of points. Sam Gerrard was really good on most of this trip. Uh, Devon Taves had a, had a handful of points. Obviously, McCarr was nasty. Jack Johnson had, had a, a shorthanded point, point today. Yep. He His breakouts and exits on the last two goals are what make them possible. And you don't get to say that too often. Yeah. But he was a part of the Abs- offense absolutely. tonight. Two goals. He doesn't end up on the score sheet for the Rantanen goal, but he's a part of that transition. Yep. Gets it going the right direction. I it, I just don't know how you don't feel because it it's this it wasn't fluky it wasn't weird, right? It was it just was the just abs being the better yeah, hockey. They game. just yeah. went in and t- took care of business. Yep. Like this felt this felt like what we thought so much of this year was going to be before all the injuries started creating chaos, where it's an imperfect team. They've got their, <laughs> you know, they've they've got their their holes. They have the flaws that can take them down, but. Georgiev has has been very good, and your offense is is clicking. Your defense is is giving you the kind of exceptional two way play that you ask out of them. I just, just and you look at the upcoming schedule. You know, I told Rudo today if they they pull this thing out, you almost feel like an eight game winning streak is not just possible, but almost should happen. Going Chicago, Pittsburgh, Arizona, Arizona for your next four. Now, I know Pittsburgh is fighting for their playoff lives. There's going to be a lot of desperation there. Chicago and Arizona are two teams that have absolutely nothing They're to lose. Arizona trying to lose. <laughs> well, and Arizona is playing great hockey right now. Just just for the for the most it's, part, just playing. Wrong. They're winning a lot quality of quality hockey. <laughs> like they Arizona, especially at Mullet Arena, has they're going to win 22 games this year. They're going to be a 500 home team. Terrible for their Connor Bedard chances, but not the easy dub that we were we would have projected. Hey, going into oh, you're gonna get Arizona three times in three weeks. That's hell, you know. Hello, six points. <laughs> no, you're a little that game going into Arizona is one where you're like, oh, we'll see. But it, for where they are, like for where they are, I, I just you almost feel like a. a a 6-2 stretch here would be a disappointment. Which yeah, I, I would say you got to get 7 and 1. Yeah, 7 and 1 should be 7 and 1 should be the like you can obviously you can live with it. If it's 6-2, we're not going to, you know, we could be disappointed, but we're not going to be sitting here like oh, the abs are going to miss the playoffs. Like it's not going to be like that, but this going 4-0 on this road trip sets up cuz this was the last truly challenging road trip of the season well, like like good teams that yeah. were playing for something because Ottawa and Detroit still want to be involved in this postseason race they still care about these games and the the abs get away with the Jonas Johansson game and then blow out Detroit their 10th straight win over those pretenders <laughs> so you know and then then the the end of Toronto game we've talked about all this but it's this was just a, an incredibly encouraging well, four games I think part of the reason you want to see the seven and one or something like that, Megan, you talk about it all the time. It's a time of the year where it's time for the abs to get some consistency, right? Show that they're, they are this team for real and not just peaks and valleys. Right. So that's the hope. Are you confident they will uh, find the consistency? I mean, it feels like it's here. We're in this moment right now. So I, I feel like I'm living in it in the present and it, it feels true. It feels real for them. Okay. They can disappoint me. 
<laughs> and prove me wrong, but the consistency Sports teams usually do. It, it feels here, <laughs> and we're in it. <laughs> it. It certainly feels really good in the moment. I agree with that. The, uh, the one caveat here is you lose Lekkonen yep. for what could be the rest of the regular season. Those four to six weeks is right there. Um, and if this Macar thing turns into a real thing, then the problem, the four and zero road trip comes with a really big asterisk of great job. Fuck. <laughs> yep. Because you just don't have replacements for those guys. You know, if uh, no, like obviously no offense here, but if Alex Galchenyuk or Matt Nieto gets hurt, like you could call somebody up to play you a four and a four line. Those, sure. You know, like you don't love it. It, it. You just get a little bit shorter at your bench. It's just, but you're, you're replacing eight minutes a night, not. Right. 20 <laughs> you're right even if like even if something's actually up with cogliano like uh, you have matt nieto right there right there to take the andrew cogliano job and you feel like that line does not drastically change yep so that you know that great but you know mccarr says he's fine that's great but just in the world where, hey, he wakes up tomorrow and groin is a little sore, whatever, and, uh, you know, he misses a couple of games. It just... <sighs> just leave it, just, it aside. Well, it, yeah. just, it just gets that much harder again. Yeah. Because you don't have replacements for those guys. And at this point in the season, you don't have time anymore. You don't have, oh, well, hey, it's only three weeks and not season ending. Right. Six weeks at this point is season ending. Yep. It's it's into that crunch time now. Um, on that note, if you want to bet on crunch time, DraftKings Sportsbook. You can use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Uh, you also get a $5 bet with that new account and DNVR code. It gets you $200 in free bets. So go get $200 and then... Uh, I, I, I don't know if you want to be conservative about your bets, just stay away from the tournament this year. Apparently I know our pick of the week was to take some, some tournament picks, but it's been a, it's been a wild March madness already between, uh, Purdue losing and, uh, Arizona losing. It was pretty funny. Cause when I was helping Z with hers, I was like, I picked all the ones for you. And she was like, why? And I was like, cause in 50 years between it's the men's and once. women's tournament, they've lost one seeds have two losses yeah. and like. 200 wins now they've got three exactly and the it's happened now twice in four years in the men's tournament where you're like all right (laughs) well purdue lost to a 15 seed last year or was it two years ago i don't know but i forget anyway they were my big thing just because i really like in this essay i will explain why (laughs) purdue is the toronto maple leafs of ncaa basketball (laughs) I just, it's really more like Gonzaga at this point. They actually go sort of far. They never make it, make it, but, yeah, you know, that's okay. Either way. Purdue being the Leafs, I'm good with that. Either way, you can bet on college basketball if that's your thing. You can bet on whatever else you want, whether it be hockey, football, baseball, sports that I literally made up yesterday. You can bet on them on DraftKings. That backyard ball. Make it up. DraftKings will have it on there. I'm telling you. They have the Wiffle Ball Championships on there. You can bet on it. Those dudes are nuts. They are nuts. I can't believe anybody can hit that. Their curveballs move eight feet. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? It's like 
extreme baseball <laughs> is what it feels like. It's the the mound is way closer and the ball moves like it will go out of frame and come back in and for a strike. And you're just like, how is this physics? How is this? <laughs> this doesn't look possible to the human eye. I, freaks me out. <laughs> it's incredibly entertaining, though. It is. Especially when a guy actually gets a hold of one, and then you remember he's playing wiffle ball, and you're like... Oh, he cried. Oh, it barely made it to the fence. <laughs> well, and like... Because, like, the fences are pulled way in, yeah, and so yeah. it goes... It's like 120 feet to the fence or something, <laughs> yeah. and it goes out, and you're like... Right. <laughs> Calm down, guy. You're playing wiffle ball. With Either a stick, way, man. Come on. Whatever your sport is, head over to DraftKings. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And it's all void in Ohio. Not void in Ohio. Foco.com. Don't know why you would want to live in Ohio, but some of you choose that for yourselves. Uh I don't condone this message. I'm taking Megan's lead. I'm, I'm, my sister lives there, so. Oh. You know. Is that where the wedding's going to be this summer? No, thankfully it's it's at the husband's locale, so we're up in New Hampshire for the wedding. Um, anyway. Wow. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever been to New Hampshire? I have not. Yeah. You probably won't remember much about it. <laughs> Foco.com to get your sports merch. Get over there, whether you're a fan of a team in Ohio, Colorado, <laughs> Hawaii, doesn't matter. They got you fully covered with all of their licensed sports apparel merchandise. They also have cool stuff like pins or bobbleheads or shoes or I, I, they're not. What are they called? What's the thing you always wear when you get cold here, Tiff? Blanket hoodies. Blanket hoodies. A name. Those things are crazy. Yeah, you're a fan? No, not at all. You're not. Why not? No, they look ridiculous. But they're so cozy. It looks like how you would dress a cartoon character. I, my whole life, I've aspired to dress like a cartoon character. So, yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> Check out foco.com. Use code DNVR in your order today to get 15% off and free shipping. Get your merch. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook with the news that it sounds like Kale McCarr's okay. That's good because he's our king of the game. So, you know, not only is he okay. Is he king of the game? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he is. And yeah, there you go. <laughs> Picks up the three assists, but it's... I too like to dominate force. Games like this make you wonder why anyone ever thought this guy wasn't the best defenseman in the league. My favorite part of this, my favorite part is that this dude is going to make a super late season push for the Norris and it's going to cause an existential crisis amongst the voters because they're going to have to debate, oh, Eric Carlson, who played zero meaningful minutes this year, just having a great statistical season, but on a team that never once came under pressure, just out there freewheeling it, doing whatever he wants. Versus a guy that led one of the better teams in hockey, especially if they like win the West. It's a pretty impressive comeback given all the injury issues that they had this year. And it will largely be on his back. Like it's going to be fun. That's where, that's where it feels like this could be headed. And I'm really excited to see it because the, the guy is just unbelievable. 
It's hard to talk about him sometimes. What do you say? He's just so good in all situations, all three zones. He plays every situation possible, and he, he excels at it. Like, I know the production compared to last year might seem like it's ever so slightly slower, but even still, he's a point-per-game player. And Not ab- anymore. And ab- above that. The With three, tonight? The three points put him at the same point-per-game pace as last of year. Of course it did. The whole game <laughs> story is destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, right there. It's ridiculous. The guy's incredible. And you said all situations. The Avs are playing without Josh Manson. The Avs are playing without Eric Johnson. The dude's taking PK shifts for you. Your PK's been great. Yeah. He's Mm. just, he's the best player in the world. All the units that he's on are really good. Right. Among league leaders in PK minutes, no more than Devon Taves, who is fourth in the league overall, but still taking on those minutes. The role that he, like, that top power play unit is Kale McCarr's blue line to run for a reason. Yep. And then just, he is still reliable defensively. I know people get tempted to look at the production and assume that that must be his shortcoming, but it isn't. It's all so, so good. The only thing that he doesn't do is he doesn't hit people all the time, every single game. Sure. When he wants to, he can. Exactly. He's going to, you know, he he averages right around a hit per game, which for like defensemen, fine, whatever. It's not overly physical. When they put up that graphic of 150 games, yeah. Makar versus Cider, the only thing that Mo Cider had the advantage those in, hits. Yeah. He, had, he had double the hits of Makar. And um, Mo Cider's like a big hulking defenseman that, you, you know, you he's that archetyped. He, 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 that's what he does. Yep. That's the one. That's the one thing that people will quibble with about Kale McCarr's game. And his work in front of the net at times is iffy. He loses a lot of battles there. You've you've seen a lot of the goals that are that are on when McCarr is on the ice happen when he just doesn't that pick something on, up in front of rebound, the net. Yeah, whatever, like it's yeah. he's he's not incredible at that. He's also but he's. Really good at preventing plays from ever getting to that point. He's <laughs> so amazing at all the other things in the game. Like there are people that want to compare him as a passer to Adam Fox, and it's like, okay, maybe they might be pretty similarly uh, uh, skilled on that same level. But Makar is such a special player in transition. Yep. He's such a special skater. The it, the thing that he does that the other guys don't do that don't show up anywhere on stats is the way that he dominates the pace of the game when he's on the ice. It's it's one of the things that very, very few players can can actually do. It's one of the things I think that uh, about Nikita Kucherov that makes him such a special player is that he just, he plays at his own speed all the time and it's up to everybody around him to figure it out. And with McCard, that speed just happens to be supersonic. <laughs> like he's just maximum throttle. It, he is, there aren't enough superlatives in the English language to accurately describe what a joy it is to watch Kale McCarr play on a day-to-day basis. It's true. It's uh, blessed to be covering that guy for sure. And Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen and all of the ridiculous <laughs> talent on the Colorado Avalanche. Life's good. I think it's safe to say that. Um, yeah, uh, we got a super chat here. We can get into our final thoughts and then we can go enjoy our afternoon. I mean... We all still have work when we leave. Yeah, I know. It's funny. Like, we're all like, hey, we get out of here. The, all three of us have I'm work to do. I'm not going to go spend three hours making a video after this. But, 
Uh, Roaring Fork with the $5 saying, Super chatting from the PHNX crew, those wily yotes indeed. How confident is the DNVR gang that the Avs get four points from the Coyotes next week? Not. There's there's one thing Arizona, well, I shouldn't say one thing, but one a thing <laughs> Arizona does really well is the antithesis to what Colorado does well. And they like to speed through the neutral zone. Colorado, that is, and Arizona likes to bog them down and hold the line at the center ice and stop them from doing it. Uh, I'll say the Evs need at least three. From Arizona, I'll put it. I'm confident they can get three points out of Arizona. They need all four. They're still chasing. They, you're right. They do need all four. I say I'm confident in, in them getting three. I don't have confidence in anything when it comes to going to Mold Arena. <laughs> Every team that goes in there looks wildly uncomfortable. Style of play, confidence. They don't. Very few teams walk in there and look like they are just there to play a hockey game. They're looking around. It's like a weird atmosphere. It's very closed in. I think it has, I did, you know, the locker rooms are a little goofy and, yeah. you know, I think the whole experience is a little jarring for teams and it just takes them out of a comfort zone. And it might've been, it, it might've been uh, a little awkward for Arizona at first too. I'm sure, I'm sure it was a little strange, but now they look like they're way more comfortable than other teams. Cause I find myself watching like they're on late at night a lot. And so I watch a lot of those games and. I tell you, the other teams just don't look comfortable in that atmosphere. They really don't. Abs didn't. No, not at all. Post Christmas, yeah. and there are a lot of reasons for that. Mm-hmm. But I reflect on how it felt like a college hockey arena atmosphere, and it looked like the skill level between the two teams was an NCAA team playing <laughs> and then NHL. I'm kidding. It was not a great game for them. No, it wasn't. And we there were a lot of reasons for that. Yeah. Weird travel day. Yeah, that's the one caveat is that you're coming off of the you're coming off the Christmas break. You travel that day. You have a bad travel day on top of it. You don't have time when you travel day of game. You don't have. It's not like a bad travel day. Like if they have a bad travel day this next time, they will still get there. Go to sleep. Right. Wake up the next day. It will be bad. It will be a sense of normalcy that didn't exist on that day. And so like, you could talk yourself into like, hey, some things happened in that game. Like. Then they got a couple of in-game bounces um, where you were just like, dude, really? On yeah, top of it? You're right. It's the magic of mullet. It It is. So, and... Well? I, I, I don't know. I For <laughs> me, I want them to go in there and suplex the Coyotes for everyone's sake. The Coyotes need to stop winning hockey games or they're going to pick eighth. And the Avs need those points. If the Avs had this thing wrapped up, I wouldn't give a shit about that result. It's all good. Let's hang out with PHNX. <laughs> <laughs> But they need those points right now. They just do. AJ, did you ever rock a mullet as a kid? Oh, absolutely not. No? <laughs> I never really did either. No, for me, mullets were not a hockey thing. They were the really drunk guy that lived in yeah, the trailer that, three that, blocks that's away. That's much thing. more the Texas vibe with her mullets. Yeah, sure. exactly. <laughs> so the, the, the mullet had a very different connotation. They weren't fun. Understandable. Um, from you know, my but, perspective, you know, if, if your mullet magic worked, make sure you're not uncomfortable in the arena of the bedroom. I was wondering how we were trying to tie this into sex. <laughs> make sure you're ready. Roman ready. You can go to ro.co slash DNVR today to get your Roman products, whatever you need look, 
If you want to last longer, make sure you're not coming off the Christmas break. Dude, last what four is times this? longer. It's tequila. Oh Dude. my god. I actually uh, do like tequila, this, but I am scared. This is a no-go Roman has some wipes no. that last four times longer. Help you last four times longer. Uh, of course, you know, they also have plenty of other good stuff. Whether you have ED or other problems, you can go again to ro.co slash DNVR to get a free consultation today. Uh, and they can deliver you what you need in discreet packaging right to your front door. So go check them out. Roman will help you out. I'm so scared. Uh, those of us who are going to do this with tequila, which is very disappointing. It's going to take me like five minutes. Dr. Dubs. Sorry, I just can't do it, dude. It we appreciate me... you. We appreciate all y'all getting us to 100 likes. Uh, cheers. We might have to end the show. I promise I'll do something at home. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, I can't do it. It makes me sick. Ugh. This is your fault, chat. We blame you for this. Uh, I'm good, though. Any any Megan, final Megan thoughts? Megan like a sipping tequila. No, I know you guys. I can't do shit. No, it's all, <laughs> yo, it's all good. I'm straight up declining, so I can't judge. You have to give us our final thoughts here since you declined Yeah, I mean, final thoughts are honestly, like, that's a phenomenal 4-0 road trip. This is one of the best weeks of the season. Um, despite the Lekkanen injury, we've seen them kind of respond to that to, to that injury with an encouraging effort. Uh, they go 3-0 without him. Not that they don't need him, <laughs> but that's a really good response. And I, we have talked in the last two months, we have talked about how the schedule gets easier and how it's going to let up. This is it. This was, this was, I'm not kidding, this was the last road trip. Of the season, like like lengthy road trip. There's a couple other one two games. There's but... well, there's a, well, there's one at the end of the year where they go San Jose and then they hang out for a day and they play San Jose again, <laughs> and then they do L A Anaheim on a back to back. That's yeah. not a hard road trip. Yeah. So this was this was the last tough road trip of this of the regular season, and they went four and zero on it. Like that couldn't be more encouraged uh, about what we saw out of it. Obviously, they'll lose hockey games. Um, Probably the rest you of this year. You would assume so. <laughs> but uh, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Arizona, Arizona is like setting up for like Dallas is going to Dallas is going to wake up in 10 days and be like, why are we three points behind these guys <laughs> if they don't get their shit together? It's a good world. One we could be living in. Uh, hopefully it goes that way. Obviously, you can find all of our stuff. We will be covering everything. We are off tomorrow, but, you know, five days a week. In the playoffs, it'll probably be like six days a week. So we're we're off tomorrow, tomorrow and then and we're Thursday. back Monday, but yeah. we are off next Thursday as well. Yep. If anybody wants to plan ahead. We wait, we sorry, we can end the show. I was gonna clarify what that was again. The schedule. We yeah. love you. Off Thursday. Cool. Off Thursday, off tomorrow. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs> Did I hear Monday too?